0: All right, wrestling fans, this is Southern Dynamite here with Pro Wrestling America on Wrestling with Theology podcast, your favorite fantasy wrestling league on the internet. We've got a big lineup for you this week from the Sanford Pentagon, and we are excited to have it here for you. 11 big matches. We've got the Nightmares and PG 13 facing off in singles action. We have the American Tag Team Champions, Chris Candido and Ravishing Rick Rude in a regular match, non-title. You have Buzz Sawyer defending his television title against Iron Mike Sharp. You've got Great Muta defending the American Heavyweight title against Jesse James Armstrong. A lot of matches coming up as we get rolling into the end of October. We are ready for this Let's see what we have going on. First match is that Nightmare versus PG-13. Nightmare Ken Wayne versus Wolfie D. And this was actually a decent match between these two. 10-minute time limit, and it was actually enjoyable for the almost eight minutes that it went until Wolfie D came off of the middle turnbuckle with a flying bulldog to get the pin in a time of 7 minutes, 55 seconds. Next match has Nightmare Danny Davis facing off against J.C. Ice. This one a little bit quicker, a little bit slower pace as Danny Davis decided to show his technical side and actually gets J.C. Ice to tap out of an ankle lock in 3 minutes and 50 seconds. Now before we get into the next match, let's just talk about this for a minute. This is your classic WWE 1-in-1 booking trying to get things going on a little bit, or just trying to drag it out a little bit longer, you have each team winning one of the singles matches. Why? Just because it's easier. And I can honestly say that Wolfie D was a much better wrestler than J.C. Ice. So he might actually have a shot at the television title at some point in the future. But you know, he has to go through guys like Ken Wayne and Danny Davis to get there. Next match has the American Tag Team Champions, Chris Candido and Ravishing Rick Rude facing off against Rough and Reddy. The guys almost decided to put the titles on the line, but they decided no, they would just have some fun with it. And it's a basic squash match. Rough gets roughed up, Reddy gets roughed up. They throw him back over to tag Rough in and he gets roughed up some more and they just go back and forth and back and forth until finally Ravishing Rick Rude starts posing for the crowd, getting ready for the Rude Awakening on Ready, and the Nightmares storm the ring. And they cause the disqualification, so, yeah, Chris Candido and Rick Rude defeat Rough and Ready by disqualification. And the Nightmares quickly get rid of the American Tag Team Champions, run them out of the ring, help Rough and Ready up to their feet, and then I'll call for the microphone. and it's real simple. Ken Wayne has a simple basic message. They want the next title shots against the American Tag Team Champions. And that draws me out. And I haven't been out in a card in a long time. Not since take not since before Undertaker left last week. But this week I decided, you know, I'm going to go out. I'm going to be a little bit more involved. So I tell the nightmares that yes, absolutely they have a shot at the american tag team titles in two weeks november 3rd excel energy center going back around the loop again starting off with maybe that main event being the american tag team titles on the line chris candido and rick rude facing off against the nightmares the next match features a clash between two guys who can really rough it up in the ring where we have Rasta the voodoo man facing off against dirty white boy Tony Anthony and this is a brawl Tommy Young is barely able to keep up with all of this and it is a good brawl I mean it is two guys duking it out for over eight minutes until dirty white boy gets the advantage and gets Rasta in a pile driver to pin him in a time of eight minutes, 21 seconds. Then we go on to another couple of guys who are no strangers to brawls and extreme wrestling. And in this match, PWA head referee, David Manning, already decided he was gonna make this a hardcore match anyway, because you can't have Steve Carino and Raven in the same ring and have it be a scientific match. It's just not going to happen. And so it doesn't. I mean, 15 minute time limit, hardcore match, and it is all over the place. Weapons are all over the ring by the end of it. And eventually it is Raven after having busted Carino open with a trash can hitting the even flow on that trash can to get the pin in a time of 12 minutes, 42 seconds. Normally, I don't like, like to have the hardcore matches, but there are just some times where you just can't let it not happen. Sure, yes, I have regular matches that end up in brawls all over the place, but to bring in all of the ECW style that made Steve Carino's career and made Raven's career that just has to happen when you get those two guys together now you get the other side of it where you get two classic you could almost say iconic wrestlers that never really were and that is Jimmy Golden facing off against Savannah Jack now Jimmy Golden had a good run as bunkhouse buck but really wasn't that great I mean The best match I think he had as Bunkhouse Buck was the one in the back of the trailer against Dustin Rhodes, where Dustin gets thrown out and appears the next night on Raw as Gold Dust. And I don't know about that. Anyway, Savannah Jack, on the other hand, could have had a good run had Bill Watts been able to keep UWF alive. But Jim Crockett just offered too much money. And... If you go back to my talking about Jim Crockett back in the early episodes of this podcast, you will see that he paid way too much for a lot of what he got and definitely overpaid for some of the promotions he took over to make up WCW. Anyway, these two guys could have been big, but they just weren't. And in this match which is like the 8th or ninth in the series in the gauntlet for Savannah Jack against Jimmy Golden, Jack finally gets the win! Because Golden just up and leaves about the 7-minute mark. So you get Savannah Jack finally defeating Jimmy Golden by count-out in a time of 7 minutes, 18 seconds. In a match I was waiting for from the moment... I announced last week that I had signed him. Gino Hernandez now taking on Kurt Henning. Now these two guys could have had a great time had they been together at once. I think these two guys actually could have made a better tag team than Gino and Chris. Maybe not quite Gino and Tully, but had... Gino been in AWA with Henning, or Henning had been in Southwest or World Class with Gino. That would have been a great tag team. But then again, you also have the opportunity to have a great feud with these guys as well. And Southwest, definitely more over than World Class because Fritz wouldn't have cared for either one of them. Because the only thing Gino and Chris ever did was to brawl against and feud against... Kerry and Kevin. But anyway, this match, one-on-one, Kurt Henning and Gino Hernandez. Gino picks up the surprising win in a very scientific match. These two really show the crowd what wrestling is supposed to look like. And both of them, before and after the match, talk about they wanted to make sure that the fans saw that this was not some reproduction of ECW thanks to the Steve Carino and Raven match. But they wanted to show you what actual wrestling was. And Gino Hernandez gets the win in a time of 13 minutes, 16 seconds, with a belly-to-belly suplex off the ropes. Now we get to match number eight on the card. Television title on the line. Buzz Sawyer defending against Iron Mike Sharp. And granted, Dirty Dutch Mantell has not been very happy. He's not even on the card, but he made himself known in the arena earlier on this afternoon that he was not very happy. I'm surprised he hasn't made himself known in any of the matches, but nobody's seen him since the beginning of the card. So we're not exactly sure what's going on with that. But you got Buzz Sawyer defending the title against Iron Mike Sharp. And this was a great match. It was a bit of a brawl because both these guys like to brawl. Iron Mike thought he had it all won with a flying splash off of the top rope. But Bulldog gets or Mad Dog gets his knees up and then gets set up in the corner to then nail him with the Bulldog to keep the title in a time of 13 minutes five seconds and of course all that does is just make mantel matt and he finally shows up coming out from under the ring and attacking buzz sawyer from behind with the bull rope nailing him over the head with the bell before wrapping it around his throat and starting to hang him over the ropes with it iron mike sharp actually makes the save and nails Mantell from behind with the loaded armband freeing Buzz Sawyer the two of them look at each other Iron Mike mouths I want another shot and Buzz says okay so we'll see how that goes because Iron Mike Sharp very solid contender for the television title Buzz Sawyer very solid television champion as we get everybody out of the ring, we get ready for more members of the Guns for Hire facing off against members of the Strong Army. This time, the smoking Guns, Billy and Bart facing off against Jason, the Gift, Kincaid, and Eric Embry. And this was a great match. 30-minute time limit almost went the entire time limit because Billy and Bart just could not quite figure out Kincaid but eventually Bart gets it and as Kincaid comes off the ropes Bart hits him with a vicious lariat that nearly decapitates him crawls over to get the pin your winners are smoking guns in a time of 29 minutes 38 seconds this starts to get everybody out Because Brad Armstrong comes out, followed by Jesse James, who tries to pull him back and says, don't worry about them. Which then, of course, brings out Steve Carino and fallen angel Christopher Daniels, who stand at the entrance ramp, blocking Armstrong's way back to the dressing room. And then nothing happens. There's a stare down for a few minutes. Then the World Tag Champs walk off. Armstrongs go back to the dressing room, smoking guns, and Kincaid, and Embry, all leave. It's kind of weird. It's just kind of all everybody just deciding, I'll just leave this for another day. Then we get Terry Funk, the last member of the Guns for Hire on the card for tonight, facing off against Bubble Ray Dudley. Now I could imagine this being a very great match, and I think they actually were in the ring at one time. I think the Dudley Boys did face uh, Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie, or whichever—maybe um, it was Mankind—and I forget which uh, gimmick McFoley was doing at the time when he was tag teaming with Terry Funk as Chainsaw Charlie. But, yeah, I mean, it was WWE being their own thing and making sure the Dudleys were over. And Funk, who was very strong in Texas and the South, definitely was not going to have any shot there in the WWE. But in the PWA, we don't worry about the politics behind who was where. I mean, because that's all done in the signing of contracts. Because... If I don't think there was a guy that really had a shot anywhere else other than the one place they were, I'm probably not going to give them a shot in the PWA. But anyway, Funk and Bubble Ray go at each other from the bell and go for over 15 minutes before Funk finally gets a clear advantage through Bubble Ray charging the corner and Funk moving out of the way. And Funk pours it on until finally he's able to put Bubble Ray away with a pile driver in a time of 16 minutes, 13 seconds. Now all of this is set up. Our final match, the main event of the evening. American heavyweight title. Great Muda defending against Jesse James Armstrong. And this was a classic match. This match was one that you would have seen as a pay-per-view main event in any organization that the two were in. And Jesse James looks like he could have had a chance of regaining the American heavyweight title. And he thought he had it in the bag until Muda comes off the middle rope with an Asai moonsault into an inverted DDT and floats over for the pin in a time of 28 minutes, 17 seconds. Your winner and still American heavyweight champion Great Muda. Now this brings out everybody from the Guns for Hire and for the Strong Army. Cause yes, the Guns for Hire storm the ring right after the bell sounds that Muda has won. They get Muda out of the way and start brutalizing Jesse James. And then Brad and Eric and Jason Kincaid and the nightmares all come out as well. And it is a terrible brawl between these guys until finally Muda gets back up and onto the ring apron, mists Billy Gunn until Billy Gunn is then hitting the Famouser on Bart in the middle of the ring, thinking that it's Jesse James. And finally, security comes down to break everybody up and to help get the mist out of Billy Gunn's eyes. But this is not over between the Guns for Hire and the strong army. It ought to be soon because it's just too many people dragging it out too long. Because you have 11 guys involved in this feud. Six guns for hire, five in the strong army you need to have some closure here. And hopefully that is coming soon. But until then, again, this is Southern Dynamite thanking you for being here for Pro Wrestling America, your favorite fantasy wrestling league on the internet. I ask you to be here for all the rest of the Wrestling with Theology programming, the Confessional Corner on Mondays, the Digging Deeper on Thursdays, the Moments of Meditation every morning at 8, I encourage you to be here for all of that so that you may be blessed while also having a little bit of fun.